Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 110, and tonight's topic is Snowfall, another segment of our Snowfall in December, where every Friday night we break down season four of Snowfall. And tonight we are doing episode three all the way down i meant to do episode four as well which is titled expansion but i i'm not going to be able to get that recap tonight um i know i won't be on next friday due to it's christmas eve and i will be out of town but i will try my best y'all to get it out on thursday night um because with with expansion i, I want to expansion that episode is so strong i want to take my time with it so i'm going to try to get it out next thursday for you guys i hope you guys don't mind um i don't have any church announcements just i did a uh, recap queens this week we did episode eight um check out my big sky if you're in the big sky i recap that and if you have never watched it it's a really good show it airs on abc every thursday and all the episodes are on hulu so um they are on winter finale now so they don't come back to february but if you want to catch up and join in on the recaps of big sky you can um catch all of the episodes on hulu it's really really good um, I'll be back on Sunday for my Power Book 2 recap, and they are taking a winter finale as well, so, I mean, a winter break, so they won't be on for, I think, maybe a week or two, so we won't have, a couple of our shows won't be on, so I'll definitely um get to breaking down other things and recapping other things. I'll still bring content, I promise you guys. Yeah, I know I can't stay away from y'all too long um that's pretty much it that's pretty much it if it's anything i forgot i'll say it at the end of the episode or i'll announce it on sunday's podcast don't forget you can always find me on social media alicia shanice for facebook um if you have instagram it's alicia shanice reviews if you need to email me alicia shanice reviews 13 at gmail.com if you want to follow my music playlist i have made them all public for you guys to enjoy all you have to do is type in shanice loves and i know one pop pod, um i'm sorry one playlist will populate click on that picture profile it takes you to the rest um i have made all of my playlists public exclusively on spotify um for rock genre hip-hop r&b blues gospel elevator music and the list goes on you are more than welcome to inbox me dm me or email me if you would like for me to recap something you're into it could be a documentary it could be an album it could be a show or it could be a movie so feel free to inbox me dm me or email me and i'll take your feedback if you want to provide that if you just want to say hi or if you just want to ask me like hey do you mind recapping this i will definitely check it out and do my recap so I don't want to have you guys here too long. Let's go ahead and talk Snowfall. Name is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one.
All right, y'all know how we do it over here. We about to talk Snowfall Season 4, Episode 3, all the way down. We about to get into it, break it down, dissect it, like we do over here on this platform. So this episode was very strong, and it opened up, and we see, well, mind you, Episode 2 went off, and Gustavo was walking into the home. He had just found his uh, brother, his um, his brother's wife, you know, them murdered in the kitchen in a hundred thousand dollars, the hundred thousand sign wrote in blood in the kitchen. So he is still sitting there. He has their bodies covered up and he is pissed off. He is sitting there with his gun in his hand. He is looking just so angry and pissed and hurt at the same time and fiending you can tell he is like fiending for revenge because it was no need for this murder it was so unnecessary they were gonna pay him it it was just not necessary and he had just got back on good terms with his brother and he felt like he owed his brother so much he had just started getting everything together they were feeling like they were a family again he was getting to where he finally always wanted to be and this happened for no reason so teddy comes in and he doesn't say a word he just goes in the kitchen he looks at the bodies he looks at you know the hundred thousand rolled on the floor and you know he tries to stop gustavo but gustavo is so pissed he knocks teddy ass down and skirts off gustavo wants blood he wants revenge as he should so We get to the next scene, and we see Franklin meets up with Officer Nick's dirty ass. And he tells him, like, look, you going to my family's? You know, you went to my pop's shelter? And uh, the cop is like, you tried to set me up. You sit me down there knowing I would get killed. No, your ass went down there. You didn't do the job. He, he was he was paying you good money to do. And your cop buddies cussed you out and embarrassed you. So you more sitting there out of embarrassment, sir. So Franklin, like, look, I paid you a job to do something. If you ain't want to do it, that was fine. But if you ever, 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 ever go to my family's any of my family and threaten them you know do anything to them oh it's me and you it's me and you don't ever come for them again and you know nick's kind of plays him off and he like you know laughs it off like oh you threatening me and franklin gotta let him know like look some i think you're confused you think you got something on me maybe four months ago but you decided to take the money so shut the fuck up as he should. You better tell him, Franklin. You took the money, bruh. You took the money. So we get into the next scene. And Gustavo goes looking for revenge. As soon as he get out, he ready for war. He got his little pistols on him. He gets knocked the fuck down. CIA style. But we in... We going to Mexico, so, you know, DFS style, you can say. But, like, when they get him, you know, they got him tied up, and when he kind of wakes up from being knocked out and they, un, un, you know, take the uh, thing off his eyes where he can see, he wake up talking shit when he see the guys. But Teddy walks in front of him and finally, well, he, first he un, 
<laughs> he let his hands free because they got him tied up. But he finally lets him know the truth of who he is. And remember, he has never actually done this before. Even with Franklin, and he was working, well, he started working with Lucia in uh Gustavo and Franklin all around the same time but he was more up and personal with Franklin and he never actually opened up to Franklin Franklin had to figure it out himself so Teddy really hasn't done this with any of his assets besides the last Colombians he worked with and uh, he had no choice to do that because, remember, they had a mole in the DEA that was at the end of season two who he had to get the club for. So that's the only person he's really, you know, opened up to like that. So, you know, this is a big deal for him to do this with Gustavo. And he basically lets them know, like, you know, this is DFS. And then if you're following me, you know, checking my recaps out for Snowfall and you watch Narcos or you listening to any of my Narcos recaps, y'all know we know all about DFS. And this was, we know DFS, <laughs> never mind. So Teddy finally tells him the truth and, you know, DFS is going to help them get Fuentes. So he lets Gustavo know like, well, now you know who I am and you're CIA now, which technically he would be a CIA asset. But um, we meet, we go to the next scene and we see Irene. She meets up at her favorite bar. She meets up with the detective and he's telling her all about Franklin. Because, you know, he wants to help her because he wants to see Franklin behind bars. He's telling her, like, Andre Wright was a good cop. And he, you know, fills her in on Franklin, his his family, um, the real deal on what was going on with Andre and Franklin and how he was on their trail, how he was getting all this information. And, you know, how Franklin, basically his whole file his whole case was sealed. It's no traces of the murder with Kevin and how he got off and how it was. They had a whole witness who was DEA and she went missing. So, you know, everything is just like sealed. There's no recollection of his record. And that's why Irene didn't know all of this. So she is like befuddled. She is so confused. Like, huh? Like, no, it's no record of this. So this one, this makes her wants to get into this, um, this even more she wants to get this even more we can see she's obsessed she's one of those old school reporters and those old school reporters it really wasn't no fear in them they wanted the story and they would do it by any means necessary those old school reporters did not play and they tried to um a lot of people when this came out last year they were trying to compare her character with um gary webb and i'm sorry but no her character was no gary webb um, I do want to do a breakdown of Gary Webb's story and his movie was based off of the messenger. It goes with the freeway Rick story. He exposed a lot with the CIA. So we're going to talk about that eventually as well. But yeah, Gary Webb, he was something special. I talked about him on my uh, freeway Rick um, when we broke down his documentary, but yeah, I want to go more into the Gary Webb uh, story and break down his um the movie that the messenger it was based off of his life his story is really really sad but that's who they try to compare this character to which is irene and i beg to differ 
So um, we go into the next scene and we see Franklin goes to the bookstore to talk to Mrs. Moses. Now, remember him and the Moseses, they are they are close. They go way back. Um, it doesn't really say if they were a part of the Black Panther Party, but they go back far with him because of his dad. And then we see all the, the books they have and everything about the Black Panther movement and everything. And this book has been in the South Central for this bookstore has been in South Central for years. So, you know, they go way back with him way back and he goes in there with a friendly face wanting to help because the city is trying to basically gentrify it at this point and this is the earlier stages of uh, gentrification when they started doing this to the black community and he's basically letting them know like you know i know the city wants to tear all these places down and take all of these businesses away maybe i can help and you know because they've been trying to take down, you know, all the businesses on that certain block that they're on. And, you know, of course, they believe them at first because they go way back. Franklin has always been a good kid in their eyes. And they have a lot of love for Alton. So after that, we get into the next thing. And we go over there to Projects. And we see Fatback and Leon, they walk in and um, they talking about how they got to be on the lookout because Scully is out for blood. Because even though, even though they had nothing to do with it, everybody know Leon is Franklin Mans. Like that's his right hand man. You know, that's who put in work for Franklin. You know, that was his number one. So they don't know that Leon didn't have nothing to do with it. So they got to have a back, they guard up regardless. And as they walk in talking about all of that, <laughs> we see Wanda child. Wanda giving her a heartfelt speech to the other smokers. She like, they taking our hard earned money for nothing. Got this cheap ass crap. <laughs> and one of the hustlers, you know, he grabs Wanda, almost chokes her out. But Leon saves her. Leon saves her. No matter all the dirty stuff Wanda do, Leon love him so Wanda to that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter how crazy she looked, no matter how many wee-wee she sucks um, singing ABCs, he loved Wanda. And in a way, with him bringing her around, putting her in a cookhouse, even though everybody, you know, they choose their own fate. She chose to smoke the rock. And that's the even deeper story. Because, like, I have talked about crack and drugs on this podcast for a long time since we, you know, started it. We've been doing the Narcos. We've done the documentaries. And we did the crack documentary. Um a lot of people who started doing crack in the 80s, they did not know what they were getting themselves into. Nobody wanted to be a crackhead. Nobody wanted to do that. It was a new drug. Most of these people were young and it was a new high. Nobody knew what it would do. This was a domino effect on the black community. So, you know, he feels guilty for that because if you if we really talk and do a breakdown of Leon's character, Leon has a good heart. And we're going to talk more into Leon when we get into the middle of the season. But um, he, you know, he saves the day. And she like, what, Lee? It's this cheap-ass rock y'all selling. And I'm in pain. <laughs> and he looking at her like, what happened to you? And she like, what happened to us, baby? <laughs> I ain't laughing, but why did something else? And he like, look, you got to chill out. 
just chill out because you know these dudes around here don't play. He like, man, just take care of yourself. And he walks off and she's like, it was good seeing you, Lee. <laughs> man, Wanda. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. So we get to the next scene and we see man boy. He meets up with Louis and Jerome, start shit as usual, the one jabs. Jerome and Louis, they pull up in their old school, looking like a ghetto version royalty of Bonnie and Clyde, y'all. <laughs> y'all know I love me some Jerome and Louis. As soon as they get out the car, here go man, boy. Bam, bam, bam. You should have seen your man out there. He, he was sticking shit up, you know. And, and, and Franklin, he wasn't doing shit. <laughs> so... You know, Louie can't stand a man boy as she should, as she should. He messy. And, you know, he kind of messing with um, Jerome, talking stuff. And he, he throw a little another jab like, you know, stuff was cool when it was just me and y'all doing business. Now your boy Saint get back in and shit a little shaky. So, you know, Jerome kind of look and we know Jerome is not happy about how everything is going. Jerome never wanted to be in the game. He not he not with all this murder, murder, murder game. So he looking like, you know, they cool and he was with man boy, but he ain't with all the silly stuff. So, you know, he just looking and Louie cuts it quick. She like, you don't know what you're talking about. Because at the end of the day, when we go all the way back to season one, um, when I say Leon is Franklin's day one, Louie is that too. And Louie holds that business down. She is what kept it going when Franklin was hurt. Hell, she the one who got him in the game when she took him to Claudia's club that night. So we go into the next scene and we see Sissy. She's switching over Paul Davis' house, child. <laughs> Look at Sissy. <laughs> So Mama Sissy meets up with Paul Davis, and we finally we've been hearing the name Paul Davis um, since season four started, but now we see the face. And you know, she discusses her business approach with him, and she's done her research. She's been in real estate all of these years. His name has always flew around, and she knows that he's basically in trouble now with the banks because he's kind of got over his head with that part. And she lets him know, like, look, we can do a trade deal because you know I can use some of your connections. Connections. You know, you connected with the mayor and everything else. And, you know, we can help you get out of this situation with the banks. And he already know he bring up her son as a drug dealer. But, you know, they talk business and um, we'll get more into the Paul Davis thing in a minute. So we get into the next scene and we see Gustavo and Teddy. They talk and Gustavo like. Because Teddy asked him, like, do you have any questions? Are you confused about anything? And Gustavo, like, I should have known. I should have known. We've been, you know, doing these gun trades. And Teddy, like, yeah, you should have known. How many people you know kill a DEA agent and get away with it? Because remember, Lorena, <laughs> you know, you don't kill no DEA agent. And um, when they, uh, when uh, the DFS office calls Teddy's name, uh, Gustavo finally hears it because you know he's always called him Reed so he like Teddy McDonald so now he know Teddy real name and you know when they go into the office and talk to the DFS officer and you um I don't know if you guys know but yeah the DFS that's nothing but Mexican intelligence that's the CIA over there and th th basically the CIA helped the DFS get started over there in Mexico but 
in Mexico, they took the DFS to a whole nother level child. And we talked about that all through Narcos as well. Um, <clears throat> so when they're in there talking, we learned, because uh, at first it wasn't really specified. We knew that they were over there moving through Tijuana. And then we had knew in the last season that um, his brother and them had moved to San Diego. But we didn't really know where the house was at. So we see that the guys who killed them crossed the border to go do it. Um, they never had specified that their house was over there in Tijuana while they were moving everything. But no, they crossed the border to go over there in San Diego to kill them. And the DFS has got all this information and lets them know, like, you know, we're going to have your back on this. However, you're in Tijuana now. So with certain guidelines, you have to go by. You can't be going to any residence homes. You know, they're letting them know what you can't do. And Gustavo was like, I'll play it you guys' way, but I want to get every last person who killed my family. So we get into the next scene. And let me just take a sip of water before we get into this scene, y'all. Child, in this scene, we get a damn reality check. Let's just be real. It was funny. It was funny, but it was sad. We got Wanda. Wanda Bell. Wanda Bell sitting there with two other smokers. They outside. They didn't turn this little alley into a damn living room. They got a couch, a mirror, a little end table. One of the, the other lady over there, they getting high. They feeling good. She like, my cousin bought a poodle for $500. I'm going to steal that damn dog. And we're going to be able to smoke rock for a week. Child. <laughs> Wanda like, don't no damn dog cost that much. And as she talking, she like, something in my tooth. Something in my tooth. <laughs> Child. Wanda goes in her mouth to fill her little tooth and pull a tooth out. Child, she get to screaming, my tooth came out. She bleeding. She run to the mirror in their little outside living room. And she like, my tooth. And they are just laughing. They are laughing. And she like, what's wrong with y'all? And they like, well, put it under a pillow for the tooth. <laughs> but that ain't funny. That ain't funny because it's like, it's a reality check of how quick everything went down. And I, I have family members who are addicts who's never recovered from the 80s, you know. And, I mean, yeah, stuff like this, you know, you get a kick and you kind of chuckle. But when you really think about the domino effect, and I want, I'm going to get back to the show because, you know, this is what we, we enjoy. But I like talking about the reality of it. When you think about it. And I'm going to really get into the episode 10. I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going there. Because I wasn't doing recaps when season four was out. And I heard other people recaps. And I got irritated. Because, and we'll get there. I don't want to jump too far ahead. But we're going to do a character breakdown. And when you really get down to the gist of it. Who was bringing that shit over here? I'll wait. And 
look at who it did it to. Like we had people who got hooked on this stuff and never recovered who could have been our future doctors, our lawyers, um, entrepreneurs. We had families that were ruined. And I'm not trying to kill the vibe, but it's like really, really serious. You know, this this crack was a domino effect. And, you know, looked at how pretty Wanda was at first and, you know, how she was. And I'm sure, you know, the people who were sitting on the couch, they probably were decent too. And, you know, look at what it turned them to. Hell, they sitting there laughing while this child tooth coming out. So I'm going to give it to the tooth fairy. So we go into the next scene. And we see what Sissy and Franklin were up to with the Moses and Paul Davis in this bookstore. And we see Alton is pissed. He is going off. He is like, they don't really go into detail, but we, we're getting the gifs of it. And he is like, this bookstore has been in their family for years. This is wrong. You can't do this. And Sissy trying to justify everything, but Alton is not feeling this. He is not feeling this. And even on, you know, how much money he's getting from Franklin. Look at what he's doing with his money. He is going into the community, trying to get these people cleaned up to get away from Franklin's poison. So Alton is not feeling this, and he goes way back with the Moses, and he knows what that bookstore means to them. So in the meantime, where they're kind of going back and forth, LAPD shows up at the house, and they got a they got a fucking arrest warrant for sissy. Like she didn't did something. And, you know, Franklin, like, we're gonna call the lawyer, we're gonna get this taken care of. He followed Nix and the other officer outside because they got his sissy handcuffed. They putting her in the back of the police car and he letting them know, like, you know you making a big fucking mistake. Cause now you done came at the mama sissy. Now you went at the daddy and I didn't have to threaten you, but now you coming at the mama? You don't play with mama. But you know, Nix is not trying to hear it. He's already, he's trying to basically show Franklin that he's in control. And I knew something was up when they pulled off and he dropped that other officer down the road to his car and he started hitting those back roads. And Sissy is like, you can't do this. What are you doing? I deserve a phone call. You got to take me to the precinct. And he hitting back roads and he fucking break that car real fast, causing her to hit her damn head and causing, her, uh, you know, you know, he caused her to just hit her head real hard. How he broke that, how he hit those brakes and he got the, um, radio blasting so he can't hear her he ignore her he drives her to the cemetery to andre's gravesite this this scene pissed me off it was hard for me to rewatch again because i always have to rewatch before i recap it and um it was hard for me to rewatch when i first seen it oh my god it pissed me off so he gets her up to andre's tombstone take the handcuffs off of her you know Tells her basically Franklin killed a good man and gets the bang in her head against the tombstone and, and leaves her there crying. Man, that, that shit pissed me off. Nick's went too far. He went too fucking far. For number one, if you wanted to be a decent, good cop, then first of all, you would have arrested Franklin instead of taking payoffs, motherfucker. I'm sorry, y'all. I got mad. Let me go to the next scene. So he leaves Sissy there. And then, first of all, you the one who was playing dirty in the first place, following Franklin, because you and Andre was about to do y'all own little thing. Y'all was going to, you know, put Franklin's head on a platter, so Andre said. So it ain't like you was just Mr. Good Officer. <sighs> all right. So we go into the next scene. And we see 
Um, Sissy is by a chapel. She has uh, went there to use a payphone. And we see Franklin, Alton, Jerome, and Louie. They meet up to, to pick her up. And the first person who runs up to her is Jerome, hugging her tightly. Because they're brother and sister. And remember, they have not spoken in months. They got into that real big argument into the warehouse when they were trying to tell um, Sissy that, it, you know, things was getting out of control. And they needed Franklin back. And she, she felt like he wasn't ready. So they have not spoken. So they've been on bad terms. But at the end of the day, this is his sister. So he is trying to console her. And then, you know, Alton, you know, he wants to hug his wife. So he like, what happened? What did he say to you? What did he do to you? I know he, what did he do? And she like, he didn't tell, he just tried to scare me. And he didn't tell me nothing that I didn't already know. Because remember last season, she, I don't want to talk about it. I, I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, I don't need to talk about this. No, Franklin, you don't need to watch that. You know, she wanted to swish everything away. But now it's like a reality check and she know that they in too deep. So now that's why she's trying to link up with Paul Davis to get this resolved, you know. So she like, he ain't tell me nothing I didn't know. And she lets Franklin know, close the damn deal. Close the deal so we can get this taken care of. Finish the deal with Davis. So, with that being said, we go into the next scene, and we see Franklin with his little Mr. Rogers sweater on and his his smile. He meets up with the Moses, making them all type of promises, letting them know, like, you know, I'm going to have to buy y'all out so it don't look like y'all look, you know, uh, just a, a private-owned business. It's going to be with the corporation, so we'll be able to protect you that way from the city. And, you know, he gives them a little check. So, he... He he got a smile and she they like, you would do all this for us, Franklin? He like, Yeah, I would. You know. So, you know, we'll get there. I'm, I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about the Moses and Franklin, but let's go to the next scene. So we get to the next scene, and we see Irene. Irene is at home. She got her baby daddy Henry over there. We see he the repair man too. So he up there fixing under the sink, doing some plumbing. And she's letting them know about her, you know, her story that she's working on about Franklin. And she's letting him know, like, he might be way over his head. He, um, you know, might even be a cop killer. And she's just going on and on. And he can see how wrapped up she is. And he letting her know, like, you need to calm down. I've seen you like this before. You're getting in way too deep. It sounds very dangerous. And I don't want you to get hurt again so we see this is what irene does and this is what reporters did back in the day they they go hands in dive straight in for the story and if you just recap narcos with me narcos mexico we seen that on their side too those old school reporters they wanted that story and it wasn't no scaring them off and we see had hit this may have even alienated her from her daughter because we see it when um the baby daddy mentions it like um you know i talked to jane she's an intern she didn't even know what her daughter was doing so we see her job may have alienated her before and almost got her killed before and you know she like you want to stay the night because you know she wants some you know, so when she was going to Alton, talking about how she, you know, used to be at all the little functions going on for the Black Panther rallies and all that, we see she went lying about wanting her brother child. 
I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> but she wants her some and she wants some comfort, some company. She wants, let me be, she wants some company. And he has to let her know, like, look, I ain't want to tell you until it was official, but I'm with somebody now. We get into the next scene and we see Gustavo and Teddy. They pull up at this strip joint looking for Fuentes. And when Teddy, I mean, when Gustavo walk in, they playing Super Freak by Rick James, child. And he ends up walking through, got his little hoodie on. He is looking for blood. And he comes up on one of Fuentes' men. He throws his ass off of the balcony, walks calmly downstairs, and carves, does a carving on his head with the $100,000 sign, so they'll know exactly who did this. And when Fuentes and his people show up, Gustavo see that they show up, and this is a part of the plan, and they like... How did they, who is these dudes? How did they know we did this? And Fuentes like, I don't know, but we need to get the fuck out of town. And remember, well, if, if they were just normal traffickers moving through Tijuana, they wouldn't have been able to find out who Fuentes was. So they know now that if they found out who Carlos was and it's connected to me and that we were the ones who went over to the border, they have to have connections. So that's why he like, we got to get out of town because ain't no normal trackers going to Tijuana, Mexico, finding out anything. They not finna do that. But because Teddy got the CIA connections and the CIA is connected with the DFS, of course they're going to know who did that. So... He knows that he's dealing with somebody who definitely got connections. So we get into the next scene and we see because of how Gustavo handled that with it being so public that now the DFS, they fact up. And that's something that they would do because DFS, they work for <laughs> listen over there in mexico that's a whole different thing like the traffickers over there child they run shit so yeah the dfs then backed on out like you know what y'all carving heads and stuff this is our home <laughs> you know so they back out and now it's just gustavo and uh teddy on their own if they want to go at the fuentes they got to do it on their own so we see Franklin meets up with Paul Davis, and this is his first time meeting him. And he gives the, him the deed um, from what he just, you know, did the deal with the Moseses. And we can tell that this is something Paul Davis has been trying to get for a very long time. And they decide, he like, you know, we should meet up for lunch um, next week. So we'll see that in episode four. Um, we also see... Um, Paul Davis lets him know, like, oh, that cop problem you had is being handled. So when Franklin told um, Officer Nix, like, you're making a big mistake, we see he did because the captain, he called for Officer Nix to go into the office. So he went into the captain's office and he lets him know, like, look, I don't know whose wife you're messing around with, but you didn't piss somebody off and you are getting transferred downtown to evidence room. You are off the street. And if you try to pull up any fuss on a precinct about this, oh, you're with a lawsuit, you're fired, no pension, none of that. <laughs> so <laughs> Officer Nix, now he done fucked up. <laughs> And we see Paul Davis is powerful. 
So we get into the next scene and we see Teddy and Gustavo goes to Fuentes um, home. They're loaded up, but it's just the two of them. And they cut to the next scene before they show what went on at the uh, Fuentes home. Franklin goes to the Moses. And they like, you know, they happy to see him. They like, did you talk to the city? Did you get everything worked out? And he like, make a long story short. Oh, I sold you a company to Paul. I mean, I sold you a property to Paul Davis. And they like, Franklin, this, this, this business has been in our family for 30 years. He like, I know, but y'all can keep the money. We even got y'all a bigger property one mile down that y'all can have. The city was going to take it from y'all anyway. Mrs. Moses like, fuck you, Franklin. <laughs> and I felt that. I felt that Mrs. Moses, a.k.a. Mrs. Teasley from Beverly Hills 90210. I felt that, ma'am. But, um, child, you can look at this so many ways. For number one, okay, yeah, he did look out for them. They probably would have got their business took from how the city works and how they always make stuff. They, they'll come up with something to take your shit away from you. So he did hook them up with, you know, letting them keep the money, get them a bigger property. It's still in the same neighborhood, but it was still dirty, Franklin. You know what I'm saying? You go way back with these people. It was dirty all the way. No matter, it was dirty. He did look out for him. It really was a good deal when you think about what he gave them and what they would have lost. But it was dirty. It was dirty on how it was played. So we go back to um, Mexico and the shootout begins. Teddy goes, <laughs> Teddy goes in, strapped up like he a shooter. He's shooting. He but he ends up getting hit. It goes through the vest. And, you know, Fuentes, he takes off. Him and one of the other guys, they hurry up and run out. And, you know, his men were trying to go down with a fight, but they got took out. And as soon as the dude and Fuentes jump in the police car, Gustavo is in the back seat ready. He kills the other dude, drags Fuentes' ass out, shoots him in both knees, and strangles him to his last breath. And, you know, that still don't make it no better for him. But, you know, at least he got his vengeance. <sighs> that was messed up what they did to Gustavo family. So we get into the last and final scene, y'all. And Irene meets back up with the same detective. And he fills her in on Lorena and how now she is missing. But she was in deep undercover. So Lorena is like, she's missing? Okay, this is getting creepier and creepier. Something is up. Like, this is some high up in people. And it's, you know, and he is like, yeah. And this is as far as I go. Because people are getting murdered. They coming up missing. I, this is as far as I go. But she like, hold on, you know. She had to have a handler. And remember, she did have a handler in season two. It was Tony uh, Moreno. He even spoke with Julia. So um, he gives her that information that it was Tony Moreno. And he's like, I ain't got nothing else to do with this. Don't even mention my name. Because everybody around this guy is coming up dead. I ain't never seen nothing like this. He is dealing with some powerful, high-up-end people. And, you know, that makes Lorena what? 
want more. She wants more. She's all the way in. So we will pick up on next week. I'll try to do it Thursday, but I'll be out of town Friday because expansion is a really good episode. And for the people who have not watched it, uh, make sure you watch it. If you have watched it, you already know. So I want to take my time with that one because it's a lot there that I want to talk about. And um, I'll try to get that out Thursday. If not, I will do it when I get back. But you already know I will be on Sunday and I'll, you know, keep you guys up to date on how we'll um, finish up with Snowfall because I am going to come back on early this week and drop a special bonus episode. So I'll catch you guys up with the um, Snowfall episode for recap when I do that. But um, that was my recap. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys are enjoying our Snowfall in December um so yeah I'll talk to you guys Sunday make sure you guys watch Power Book 2 Ghost I can't wait to see more of Mecca and Monet I cannot wait I cannot wait I cannot wait uh it's getting good it's getting good and they oh my god it's getting so good so um it's your girl Shanice and I'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.